Hey hikers, welcome to the Thruer Podcast, where we talk to new and experienced long distance or through hikers about their adventures on and off trail. I'm your host, Cheer. Here, we join Hot Mess as she's hiking north along the Pacific Crest Trail. Let's listen in. Hey guys, it's Hot Mess coming from the Pacific Crest Trail. It's been a week since I've been on trail and a lot has happened. Uh, To be honest, I haven't really figured out how to do this podcast. Right now I'm walking into... Um, Mount Laguna. I'm not quite there yet. It's been brutal. Not gonna lie. I'm plus size and I'm hiking for mental health. Um, I'm bipolar and dealing with depression, anxiety, and I'm struggling. The pain is real. But I thought that I would start off with my last day as I'm walking. And once I'm done with this footage, I will listen to it and see if it is acceptable. Only because I might be breathing way too much. Um, When I decided to do the podcast, Cheer was super kind in working things out with me because I'm on trail early. And I don't really know. Oh my God, there's so much mud. Hold on. Oh, I don't really know much about podcasts. So I didn't know if I was supposed to be like at the end of each day. Uh, I keep saying vlogging because I vlog on YouTube. But at the end of each day, if I should be talking about it, if I should be talking while I'm walking, which probably not the safest thing especially for me they call me hot mess for a reason but I also didn't know if I just was supposed to talk about it at the end of the week and then upload it um, whenever I had wi-fi so I guess um either cheer or um listeners could tell me what you prefer Um, so I'm actually going to start today with today, which is day eight. Now, you know, I've lost all concept of time. I left on a Tuesday and it's a Tuesday. Um, more mud. Know if I can do this in like real time. Um, it was not snowing, but it was freezing today. I got out of Fred Canyon with my friend Jen, and um, I'll tell you more about previously, but just for today, um, I've been going low, low miles. 
But today I have to go or had to go nine and a half miles, which I have not done nine and a half miles this trek. When I did the PCT last year, my biggest mile day was 16.8 and I was very proud of that, but it also took a lot of encouragement from other people dragging me up the mountain, um, but, or wherever we were. I don't even remember where we were. It was that difficult of a day. Okay, I'm gonna stop and catch my breath. Yeah, I'm about to descend, well, I'm descending into Mount Laguna. And tonight I booked, well, my husband booked a Airbnb in Julian. So I'll be hitching for the first time. Um, or I have a couple of phone numbers of some trail angels. Um, and I think what I'm going to do is because the, the lodge was booked and there's really just no options and I just don't feel comfortable being, you know, in confined spaces with people during a pandemic. Well, it's windy. I, I don't know if I can do this in the wind. So I thought, Hey, I'll be in Julian fingers crossed. I actually get the confirmation that I do have an Airbnb. I'll be in Julian and then, um, I will do a Nero, which you guys know probably already. A Nero is where you go under 10 miles in a day. Well, every day so far has been a Nero with the exception of one. I did take a zero, but, and then what I thought is in the morning, tomorrow morning, I would get up and do all the Julian stuff, like eat at mom's or have the mom's pie, kind of check out the little downtown area. And then of course, hitch back. I want to be very transparent about my, sorry, I'm going to be very transparent about my hike. I intend to hike a continuous walk from Mexico to Canada, but not all of those miles have to be PCT miles, but it's going to be continuous. So when I get to Mount Laguna, I'm actually going to be walking the, probably the town way, since I'm going to try to go to the restaurant. So when I get back, I'll just go back to that spot that I got hitched or got a hitch. So I'm not going to go back to where the spur is and get back on the PCT and go around. That would be technically a purist point of view. And I think for people that are purists, that's great for me. I just want to get to the northern terminus and turn around and say, I walked here and every step of it. So I hope you stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe on my YouTube. It's Fire Roaming Wild. And I also have an Instagram and that is at Fire Roaming Wild. And hopefully we don't encounter any wildfires.
yeah. Okay, today is day nine, and I'm just gonna do a recap of my first week on trip. So, uh, hi guys, I'm a hot mess. Um, so, day one was awesome. Um, I got to mile marker 4.6, but at 4.4 is the water source, and um, so I only carried enough to get me to 4.4. Well, um, I get there and I go to filter water. My water filter isn't working. I use a Sawyer squeeze. So I'm pretty sure that I'm from Dallas. So when we had our deep freeze, um, where everybody lost power and everything, um, it, I think it was downstairs and, I remember telling Joe, I was like, hey, I'm kind of worried about, should I get my water filter? And he was like, no, I mean, it's not going to be that cold. Well, day, day one, no water filter. So I ended up using backup tabs. So that night I camped at 4.6. And then the second night I camped at 7.4. And that night for that day was kind of freaky because, um, you know, I'm walking along and I'm feeling all right. And I'm thinking, you know what? I should keep low miles. I'll go to 11.4 or six or something mile markers. Um, and I come across, I'm at a, at 7.4 and I come across this like blown over tent and it's like blown over in between like these three giant rocks. So it's almost like it's being weighted down. And that was the campsite that I was going to go to. So of course, I kind of go over there and I'm thinking, oh, someone maybe tilted their tent over and is going to go get water because there wasn't water there. Um, it's a big stretch without water. And so I go there and I see there's like a kind of weird looking stove that has a rock on it. And... I get to the tent and it's like closed and it's collapsed and I'm looking around and I've already said, you know, hello, someone there. Nobody's answering me. Totally freaking me out. So I kind of tug on the tent a little bit and I, I'm looking around and, and sometimes trekking poles and shoe prints, depending on how they're um, sort of aligned, they can look like um, like mountain lion tracks. So I kept saying, okay, everything's okay. Like there's nothing going on. And then I start to panic because I'm like shouting and no one's answering me. So finally I go, and I'm yanking on this tent and it's so heavy. So there's something inside. Instantly I start to panic. And because at first I was selfishly like, I really want to camp here. So if this person's not coming back or like, I want to be like, hey, can we share the spot or whatever? But now I'm in panic mode because I see what I think are prints all over. And I'm looking around for a fresh kill so finally, I'm just like, okay, 
I'm just going to do it. And I pull my whole body weight, all 230 pounds of me, um, and pull this tent out of this rock face thing. And I kind of unzip it and I see like gear. And I was so afraid that I was going to see a body. Like, I'm not kidding. I was terrified. Um, and as I'm pulling, all this water comes out. So I start to deduce that I don't think there's a rain fly. So maybe somebody ditched their stuff. Um, but anyway, I didn't know who to call. It didn't dawn on me to call the national, the forest service, Cleveland national forest. Um, so I called the PCTA and I talked to, um, Jack Haskell. He got back with me. And I'm literally just standing here with service looking at this empty tent. And I finally am like, um, I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and he was like trying to be all nice and like, you know, thinking I was worried. And yeah, I was worried, but I was just like, I want to camp here, but I don't want to like benefit off of this negative experience. And then he was like, I just want to thank you so much for like, checking to see if there was a body in there what like the fact that that's even like in the vernacular here that I was just I don't know it freaked me out so there was actually a higher camp spot above that um so I camped there um this guy Steven came along he's 6'5 300 some odd pounds like Love to see another, you know, bigger hiker. And he actually, <laughs> he camped at that spot because I was too, <laughs> I was too chicken. So then the next day, day three, I, um, I was worried. I was running out of water and, um, I had used the tabs, but I think I'd used too many. So, um, I was panicking and it was so hot and I was so unprepared and hang on just a second. Hey, are you coming with us? Is he coming? Like he's, I feel like I'm waiting for a date. It's like taking hours. Like is, am I actually waiting for him? Oh, there he is. Okay. I just called you my date. <laughs> no. I'm podcasting right now. <laughs> so now you're my date. Okay, so um, I'll t tell you about that later. Anyway, so on day three, I was so hot. And I sat down and I took a break. And I'm looking at my water and I'm like, I have enough water. But if I put too much bleach or whatever it's called in it, I could die. Like I've convinced myself I'm going to die. And I don't know what to do. And then I see a couple people um, coming around. And then this girl just shows up. Her name's Katie. And I just got to talking to her. I told her about the tent. I asked her if it was still there. And anyway, so I told her about the water situation. She literally was like, hey, I'm going all the way to Marina. So, um, I'm going to not need all this water. Would you like a top off? And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like it's crazy. Um, and 
Here, I'll let you guys go because I'm recording. And I'm way more famous than they are, so they can keep walking. Actually, they're faster than me, so I probably should have set the pace. But, um, but she gave me, not only did she top me off, she gave me like two liters of water. And she, after pouring it for me and everything, she walks away. Of course, I even offered to pay her for it. She's like, um, I didn't buy this. I got, got it from a stream. So I get it. She leaves and I just burst into tears. And I finally, after what seemed like the longest day ever, got to Hauser Canyon. Cut to, to day four or five, I can't remember. Hauser Canyon. Camped there, got up at three, decided, hey, I don't wanna deal with heat. Let's just night hike um, Hauser Canyon uh, straight up four miles in the dark because, you know, mountain lions don't live there. What was I thinking? My, sorry, I'm going up a hill. We're in Julian right now. And I should say I'm like in Kilimanjaro or something with the way that I'm breathing. We're going to go get mom's. I'm night hiking, but my sleeping pad is on top of my pack, and I'm, um, sorry, this person's like not, <gasps> people can't drive. I like Julian, but people can't drive. Um, so my pack is making noise, and every five seconds, I'm turning around thinking like I'm being stalked. And I keep remembering to myself, if the mountain lion really wants to attack me, I'm not gonna know it. They're gonna get me from behind and hopefully it'll be quick death. But fortunately for me, I was going so slow that the sun, you know, came up. And then, let's see, it was really tough getting out of there. Someone wrote, <laughs> so we get to this top, we meaning I and my multiple personalities, get to the top and on the ground it says, almost there. And I'm like, okay. And then, we go up and around. Oh my God, these guys are so much farther than me now. Um, breathe in and out. It's like childbirth. Okay. What the heck was I talking about? Oh, so we get up on this ridge and I look down and it says, you made it. You're at the top. And I start crying and I'm so excited. And then I start trail jogging because, you know, that's a good idea for someone that does not train and is wearing a pack. So 
anyway, it wasn't the top. It was really devastating. I got to Lake Marina with enough time, got some food, camped there, and then headed out the next morning. Okay, so um, I'm hoping this will wrap up um, week one for um, the podcast. I'm actually um, broadcasting now from three miles outside of Julian, and I had to walk here. It was a mess. You'll hear more about it um, later. But anyway, um, going back to uh, Lake Morena, um, had a good camping experience there. And then the next morning, I got out um, and actually hiked with um, this woman um, named Dina. And she was awesome. She was willing to go super slow. And it was really cool because I was able to walk and trace my steps again um, in a different experience from 2020. Um, I passed by the oak tree that I laid down uh, last year where a bee kept trying to, you know, was buzzing around my head. And I passed by that. And I, I was just flooded with memories. It was kind of a unique experience. Let's see. So we, we pretty much hiked um, the entire day. And it seemed to take forever. Um, the views were beautiful. But, I mean, it was, I don't know. I, it was a weird day. Um, to say the least, my feet really, really hurt. And by the time we got to Boulder Oaks campground, um, I basically was ready to just pass out. Um, we set up our tent, um, and then this girl, Kelly, came by, um, and she also pitched her tent and then before we even went to sleep I basically decided I needed um to get off trail for my feet for a day and take a zero and I mentioned that and Dina said hey um why don't I just have my son come pick us up and we can zero and I guess I can't, she needed a new tent or something. And REI is like Disneyland to us hikers, right? So uh, when she invited me to stay at her home, I was thrilled and super thankful. Um, it was something I didn't, I didn't want to pay for a hotel room, but I also knew that my feet needed a break and that I wasn't really, um, I knew that if I kept going the next day, I was really going to stop enjoying the hike. So, um, that, that, so we camped that night and the next morning, um, her son 
Shane came and picked us up and drove us uh, where they live, which I can't remember, but it, it was about an hour and a half away. Oh my gosh, you guys, the greatest thing. So we get to their house and they have like this $2,000 massage chair that, oh my, I, I got to save up for this because it was divine. I sat in it, compressed your arms, worked on my legs, worked on my feet. My feet were literally like, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Um, so we went to, um, REI and Panera and I helped her. She had a really, really, really big pack and, and she's tiny. Um, she's awesome. Like, but she's tiny. She's, um, you know, 58 and man, she is just like crushing it. But the, her pack is insane. So I told her, hey, let's do a shakedown and get rid of some of this stuff. Um, and she ended up getting a new tent and we sh- shook down her stuff. And her daughter-in-law, Megan, uh, was so kind and got Epsom salts. And I was able to take a shower. And just that whole family was absolutely incredible. I will never forget my time with them. Even if I don't ever see them again, um, I felt like they made me part of their family. And oh my gosh, just talking about it just makes me emotional. It's, I can't describe it. And I think very, I think only people who have experienced that type of kindness can can truly understand and it's kind of like it's difficult during this pandemic I mean you have to be really careful and you can't you can't be free to communicate like we are used to um oh my god I'm a mess that's why they call me hot mess (laughs) well so many reasons but it's just been, um, you know, I am clearly not recording in real time. I'm actually recording, this is day 11. It's just been really, really difficult. And um, it'll be nice to talk about it in retrospect. But go, um, if you want to see footage in real time, go to my YouTube at Fire Roaming Wild. I'm not trying to plug for subscribers. I just, I know that I can't fully articulate what it's like via audio file. Um, anyway, we went and uh, got Panera and uh, ordered way too much food. <laughs> and it was just very nice. And I got, she has really nice little dogs and got to dry everything out so you know it was um a hiker heaven situation then the next day um we woke up early like five and I wanted to be on trail and hiking at eight my feet felt so good they were so much better and I crushed four miles in like 
less than two hours, which is like for me huge. Um, I was able to get lots of footage of just this beautiful area and we trucked it all the way to Fred Canyon and, um, we met a couple of people. Oh, we had, okay. So four miles in, we had my first trail magic, like legit trail magic. And it was Wildcat who I think she has a YouTube, but she, um, she hiked the PCT in 2020 and she had hot dogs and, um, beer, but also she had a, a bar set up to make Bloody Marys. And, um, and so I being 36 had an adult beverage. Um, I had a beer with Clamato. I don't know what they call those, but either you really, really like them or you hate them. Uh, a chalada or michelada or something like that but it was amazing and ran into a couple of other hikers who had passed us or we were kind of sorry that was my nose (laughs) we were kind of leapfrogging granted they were just frogging over us and we were sort of left in the dust so after the trail magic which was amazing and divine it was a slog over a ton of scree and little rocks and just hiking up and just felt like we just kept going up and up and up and up and then we ended up going down into this canyon and I had intended to actually hike about a mile and a half past the canyon because I wasn't used like I I lost a day And because my husband is coming into town to meet me um, on a certain day, I need to make sure I'm in a relatively uh, incorporated town that he can um, drive to pick me up um, so we can celebrate his birthday. So I was really trying to push it. But what was awesome was we got to Fred Canyon, to be honest, I was very hangry. I was um, probably a little salty with Dina. And Dina, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I just, you know, you have those moments where you're like, I can't. I need to be alone in my own head. And I can't consider other people. I don't know if that's just everyone or if that's part of my ADHD or bipolar or whatnot. Not that that's an excuse, but anyway, my apologies, Dina. I know we've talked already since then, so it's not, we're, we're good, but, um, we came across Max and I hadn't met Max before. I think we passed him, but I, or he passed us, but he was laying in the middle of, um, you know, the flat area of Fred Canyon and, um, It's like this big campground, um, but it's not a campground. It's like a ton of trees, and there's sort of a dry stream bed. It's really beautiful. But he was laying there on his mat on a sleeping pad, and he was sleeping when I rolled in. And um, 
I sort of intentionally kind of made it enough noise so that maybe he wouldn't wake up or that he would open his eyes and at least know that someone else was there, but that, you know, he was still safe. It wasn't like an animal or something. Um, but eventually he ended up waking up and he said that he had to, he had food poisoning from tuna, from tuna packets or cans. I don't know, actually. Um, and he's young, he's like 20 and he doesn't have a trail name yet. He's just like the sweetest kid. And, um, you know, just very happy go lucky. Uh, we ended up, um, at, you know, later on, it's so weird to talk about this in retrospect you guys, but later on we ended up in Julian together and he's just, you know, takes things like, you know, lets things roll off his back, you know, just that sort of carefree feeling when you're younger and it's just, it's refreshing and it makes me miss that. But anyway, we got there he wasn't feeling well. We got him some electrolytes. Um, and Dina was very much on the mom, um, momming. And that was great, actually, because I really needed to take some time for myself um, and set up my tent. And then Jen, my buddy from last year, rolls in because she is crushing crazy miles. Well, not crazy, but amazing miles and I was so glad to see her because we just have a great rapport and she is just you know funny and like willing to be totally like silly and we have discovered that we you know have very similar dynamics in our relationships with our husbands and so it was just very nice to see her and I believe that wraps up my week. So we camped there. I guess um, you'll have to check back next week for me trying to remember what's happening in week two. Thank you guys for hanging in there with me. I've never done this podcasting thing before and I am really excited to check it out. If you want to donate and make me crush more miles, go to Hike for Mental Health um, and you can type in Fire Roaming Wild. Go to my Instagram at Fire Roaming Wild. I have a link tree that will take you there and it'll also take you to my YouTube channel. You can reach out on Facebook, like I said, Instagram, YouTube, pretty much I'm out there, Um, but Thank you guys. I hope you guys have a great day and I will report back soon.